0: Welcome to episode 16 of the Infertility Podcast. I appreciate you all having grace with me last week. I lost my voice. Um, I attended a conference uh, the week prior or the weekend prior, and it was the 2019 Women Propel and Excel Summit. And it took place in Atlanta, Georgia, and it was hosted by my phenomenal big brother, um, Pastor DeMarla McKinney, and I attended the conference with my little sister in Christ, um, Minister jeriel Prudent, and we had so much fun. Um, I mean, I left out of there with no voice, no makeup. Listen, it was a life-changing event. Um, life-changing word, life-changing worship, just a life-changing experience overall and um, receiving like really words of encouragement, not only for, you know, business and ministry, but also like personal growth and development. Um, The conference was phenomenal. And, um, you know, I think I look back on that weekend and I can only say, like, my life will never be the same. Um, so much word of knowledge, so much word of prophecy. Uh, again, words of encouragement. It was a phenomenal weekend. So, again, thank you, Um. your patience with me. I am trying to remain committed and consistent in this season and with this podcast really. And so I appreciate uh, the um, amount of grace that you all showed me last week. And the last time I I lost my voice uh, because uh, last week I literally didn't have a voice for like four days. Um, and when people will call me they're like, why are you whispering? I'm not whispering. I have no voice. So it was quite a struggle, um, to get through, through last week. But, uh, again, I appreciate your, your patience and, uh, your grace, uh, and, um, and appreciate you, uh, giving me, uh, a free week off. Um, but we're hitting the, the ground running, uh, this month and our topic today is a little bit heavy, um, I understand that this topic uh, can be a trigger point for many, and so I want to be knowledgeable of that. And um, say that in this month, the focus is going to be pregnancy and uh, infant loss. Um, the month of October is Pregnancy and Infant uh, Loss Awareness Month, and. I look at the month of October and you know when you think about October and the um, things that get recognized one of the first things you think about is um, breast cancer awareness but October has so many different uh, topics that are brought to the forefront for awareness such as ADHD Um, it's also AIDS awareness month uh, bullying prevention month and so much more like if you google Um, what's, you know, recognized or what's celebrated in the month of October, there's a laundry list of um, different things that are celebrated and or recognized um, during the month of October. So today I want to focus on pregnancy and infant loss, um, as this is such a taboo subject. It's still still a taboo subject. Uh, It's something that, you know, if you... Uh, we're not exposed to it you most likely have just heard stories here and there about pregnancy and or infant loss uh so it's still a taboo subject and people myself included um walk in shame for something that they have no control over and i think that to me it, it's like it's really sad you know um that people feel that they can't talk about this subject, and they walk in shame, um, they walk in um, isolation, and feel that they're alone, and they're they're the only one, you know, going through this. And um, you even I feel like as a woman, you look at yourself and and think, you know, what could I have done uh, differently? to you know keep this child or what can what could i have done differently to um prepare my body better and you go through all these kind of scenarios in your head and one thing i've found um, in research a lot of the times especially with the uh stages of early miscarriage there's really nothing that could have been done to prevent it you know and um it's comforting and kind of not comforting because it's like you want to know what you can do better to improve and to ensure that it doesn't happen again, especially for those of us who have, uh, suffered, uh, recurrent, uh, miscarriages. Uh, you try to look at ways of, okay, what can I do better for the future? What can I do better to prepare my bodies? And of course there are things that you can do, you know, walking, exercise, um, eating healthy, those sort of things, cutting out certain foods um, in your diet, of course, can help. But um, it's, it's really important to put out there that a lot of people feel that they are walking in shame or they're in a place of isolation because of what they're going through. And I wanted to kind of go over... Um, kind of where I'm at now uh, as far as pregnancy and infant loss and um, talk through some points that um, I want to share and also um, give some words of advice and encouragement for those that are in this season and those who may not be in this season, um, what you can say and what you can do to comfort those who are walking in this season. Um, so the reason why I personally feel like pregnancy and infant loss is not widely discussed is because it's a taboo subject. It is something again, that people may feel, you know, ashamed to speak about because they may feel that it's their fault that they're going through it. Um, also, you know, society kind of doesn't help, um, when we talk about areas in our life that cause us trauma, we don't really do a good job of talking about those situations and those experiences. And so it becomes something that, you know, you may know you're going through, or you may know someone who is going through it and you don't know what to say. Um, And although there is a lot of research out there Um, it's still kind of muddy, you know, what works for one woman may not work for the other woman. And so, you know, I know for me personally, I have opened up about, um, pregnancy and infant loss or or pregnancy loss really in my case to shed light in uh, the midst of a very, very dark season, um, that I'm in. And I, uh, took that leap of faith because, as I kind of looked and, and tried to see, you know, what are some ways that I can um, be of of positive influence on this topic, there were not that many resources out there for women, um, as far as podcasts are concerned, uh, to shed light on to this. So um, my hope is that by exposing this area, by speaking on this topic, that it will no longer be taboo. Um, I look at the progression of uh, mental health awareness and um, how we've made some strides in the past five years and it's become a topic of discussion. My hope is that um, people will be more open to talk about pregnancy and infant loss and uh, make it a topic that we are comfortable talking about, even though it's an uncomfortable topic. Um, I wanted to share some things that I've learned in the past year in dealing with pregnancy loss. Um, If you have not been in this season, there's like different, you know, phases. And as you know, there's different trimesters that... um, women can experience a loss. And one thing that I was not aware of was what is called a chemical pregnancy. And um, at this point, I have experienced two... um, Pregnancy losses um, or two chemical pregnancies as doctors have kind of um, named it and I was never aware of what a chemical pregnancy is and basically it's um, a loss between or before I should say six weeks of pregnancy and there are so many factors that can um, attribute to that happening. Uh, There may be an issue with the chromosomes within uh, the fetus that is growing um, your hormones, so many things. And after my second experience, I had to go and get some blood work done. And one of the things that stood out to me, um, and I knew it was like the enemy kind of working, was the name of the lab was called Habitual Aborder um, Panel. And I was so besides myself when they handed me the lab paperwork to go get it done because I've never had an abortion. And I know that's not what the lab was testing for, you know, but it was just something that was in my mind. Like, oh my God, like here I am going through this and, and I've never had an abortion, you know, and not to say like I'm better than anyone. Um, I know that there's life circumstances and situations that bring an individual to make that choice and it is their choice um but i was really taken aback by that experience that lab and i recall um getting my blood work um done and they took 10 vials of blood that day and it was to test like all these things on my it was like to test my chromosomes to test my um my my blood type if I had a blood clotting disease, it tested lupus, sickle cell, you name it, like it, they tested it. Um, and thankfully everything came back fine, but it's also going back to that point of what are some things that I learned through this process. Number one was the chemical pregnancy. And second, I learned you know so many things that can impact a pregnancy. And um, going through those those tests really showed me, okay, this is um, where I stand. And one of the things that is comforting, but not comforting at the same time, is really I fall into that bucket of unexplained infertility, which means that everything is working fine. <laughs> I can get pregnant, um, but the challenge right now is remaining pregnant. And so... Um, my most recent loss was in August, I believe. And, um, it's just been quite a journey. Oh, I think on, on another podcast we've talked about, you know, it's been almost two years since we've been trying. And the reason why I say it's almost been two years is because we've taken, because of the miscarriages and because of, of different things, we've taken some months off of like not being on it as far as tracking and trying in that sense, which is kind of like, we need a break. We're just gonna, you know, have fun. <laughs> but um, not really like be hyper-focused on um, the situation. And so, um, you know, we're, we're we're coming up on the two-year mark. And so to be in that bucket of unexplained infertility is, um, is comforting, but it's also... I'll be honest, like annoying. It's like if I think of another word, Um, it's just really annoying because on the upside of it, I'm glad I'm good. I'm glad Woody's fine. I'm glad that things are working properly. I'm glad that um, we're able to quote unquote conceive, but it's like, okay, well, what's next? You know, what am I going to do next? What's um, what's the plan? What's, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a planner. And in this season, I'm learning that, God's plan is greater than my plan and I just need to rest in him. So I've learned um, so much in the physical as far as, you know, the different things that can impact uh, a pregnancy and I've learned so much in the spiritual. And I want to say this um, comment um, in hopes that it will help someone who's in the same uh, situation that I'm in, Who's a, who has experienced um, a pregnancy loss and everything is fine in the physical. And I want to make you understand, cause I, as I've had to come to understand this, that when everything is fine in the physical, this is a spiritual battle. And um, I really have come to that realization in the past month um, and especially now that I've received all my test results and everything is fine, I now realize that this is a spiritual battle. And um, just as I went through the season where I was afraid to accept my call, and I believe that was the last episode, I was like afraid to accept my call and the symptoms were manifesting in the physical, but it was a spiritual fight. And so um, I wanna put that out there that if everything is, going well with you in the physical like all your tests are coming back back fine all of the tests for your um partner is coming out fine you know it's really the time to dig deeper into your faith into prayer into fasting and making it a part of your lifestyle um i was texting someone today and they had um requested prayer and i said listen at this point me and my prayer rug are like besties. Like I'm in a season right now. Um, I wanted to put this post out there. There's different ways to pray. There's different stances you can stay you can take to pray, standing, sitting, kneeling, um, you know, walking back and forth and laying on the ground. I'm in the season right now where my posture is literally on the ground. Um, I am in a season where I am pretty much laid out on my prayer rug and i've come to that point because i've realized that this is a spiritual fight um and i need to um understand what i need to learn in this season i hope that makes sense um so what has comforted me comforted me um in this journey has been the uh words of encouragement words of prophecy word of knowledge word of faith that I've received um in this year I'm in a in a place right now where I'm just standing on the promises of God I know that I have the desire to have a child to have children and um I'm not sure what that is going to look like in the future but I know what has been promised to me and I stand on that because I know that God's word doesn't return to him void and so I am just standing on his promises and that's one of the things that has comforted me the other thing is um the support that I've received specifically in this past year has been quite overwhelming um And it's with people like I would not expect. Outside of my family, um, there are some key individuals who have made it a point to continuously, you know, text me, call me, pray with me, you know, fast for me. And um, all those individuals in some way, shape or form, God has revealed to me who those individuals are, whether through a dream or what have you. And I am so appreciative of that. I've had people who, um, when I had my first, um, miscarriage in the beginning of this year, who made it a point to like come over my house and like have a game night, have something to like try to take my mind off of things. And those are, are, um, instances in my life that I will never forget. Um, because You know, it's someone sacrificing their time. It's someone sacrificing their energy um, to be there for me. And so that has really comforted me in this season. Um, Having that support system is really, really important when you're going through um, a season of infertility, a season of dealing with pregnancy and or infant loss. It's important to be surrounded by individuals who um, will support you and who will be around for you and what I can offer to those who are not in this season. If you have someone in your life that's going through this, just make sure they know that you're there, you know, and it's not that, Oh, I'm here for you, but actually like be there for them, you know? And, um, as I said earlier in being in this season, a lot of people, you know, feel that they're alone and they feel like they can't talk about it and um for me personally i'm not one to really be negative or like always be um you know saying what my issues are what what I'm going through, but by going through um, seasons where I was experiencing death in my family, experiencing um, individuals in my family getting sick, and now with the season of infertility, I've learned to speak up and say, hey, this is what's going on. Um, this is what I need prayer for. And also communicating those things so that people will know, hey, I understand why she's kind of taking time to herself. Um, so be understanding of that. I think that's really, really important. Um, so, um, be, having those individuals being there for you is is really, really, really comforting. Um, I think back to my first my first um, miscarriage, um, chemical pregnancy, and like I said, the the topic of of pregnancy and infant loss is not something that's you know re- readily discussed, and. I look back on my adolescent years and I was aware that my mother had a um, miscarriage after me. There's I have two other siblings, so it's a total of three of us. So after she had me, she had a miscarriage before she had my brother. And so I was aware of that. Um, she's um spoke to me about that in in my younger years, so I was definitely aware of that. But there were individuals in my family. there was you know, friends that I didn't know um, experience pregnancy and infant loss again, because it's not a topic that is really discussed. And so, um what I took away from those who experience loss is that, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Like my, for my mother, you know, for my mother, as an example, you know, after she had her miscarriage, she had my brother, you know, and so many people, you know, have the light at the end of the tunnel, whether it's having a child of their own, adopting, um, if, you know, they are, they are unable to conceive, you know, finding some ways to fill that void because it's a continuous void because it's, In their heart, it's their heart's desire to have a child. So um, I've learned to glean from those experiences. Um, My hope is uh, this month, um, having some individuals come on the podcast and, and talk about their experiences so that we can glean from them, because I think it's very important to share your story. There's so much power in your story. There's so much power to show how you've overcome um, a very difficult season. And that's my hope that um, this month we can glean from those individuals as they talk about their uh, stories. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what would you say? What would I say to someone who is currently in this season? <sighs> it's a tough season and everyone's journey is different. Uh, There are individuals who are in the bucket of unexplained infertility. There are women in the bucket who are um, not ovulating and need medication to ovulate. There's individuals who um, are not getting their menstrual cycle. So if you're not getting your menstrual cycle, you're not ovulating. There are women who have blocked tubes. Like So everyone's journey is so... um, different and so my advice for those who are currently in the season is to you know just make sure that you check out everything that is um going on with you phys- is going on with you physically I feel like a lot of the things that I did this year test wise I should have done last year but you know it's a it's a learning experience um and so I would advise you know looking into getting, you know, blood work done, looking into, um, making sure, you know, your tubes are not blocked and those sort of things to navigate to what is causing, you know, the pregnancy loss was causing, um, any infant loss, uh, or, you know, um, infertility in general. And, um, after knowing what's going on in the the physical, you know, address whatever needs to be addressed. But if everything is, um, fine to that earlier point, you know, dig deep and look at what's going on in the spiritual, you know, what is, what is God trying to teach you in the season? Um, are you in a season where you haven't been praying and, Hey, this is, this is something that will get, you know, your attention to, to get you to pray and fast. That is for sure. So if, if that's what, you know, you need to learn and is to incorporate prayer and fasting into your lifestyle, Hey, you know, do that. Um, I would say be encouraged. Uh, it is very, very difficult. Um, especially in my age group, uh, a lot of my followers, uh, that I have, um, on social media and through the podcast are within the the childbearing age. So a lot of my followers are between 24 and 34, I believe. And so it, it's that season of, you know, people getting married, people, um, having children, having to attend, you know, gender reveal parties, um, baby showers and those sort of things. So it can be really difficult. And I think Woody said this in a previous podcast like if you don't feel like going don't go you know if you feel that it's going to be a trigger if you feel that it's going to you know make you upset um or what have you just don't go and it's okay like if someone doesn't understand that you're in a very sensitive place and by going to certain events it will be a trigger for you if they don't understand that then they're not meant to be in your life I'm sorry point blank period Um, because we have to offer each other grace. And so, um, I'm thinking, you know, for myself, if I, I'm not, if when I get pregnant, if I have someone in my life that is struggling with infertility and says, you know, D I can't go, like, I can't be there because it's a trigger for me. I will totally understand. Will it make me sad that they are not there? Yes. But I won't be upset about it because I get it, you know? Um, so do what's best for you, do what's best for your family, do what's best for your mindset, your mental health, you know, um, take time for yourself. Uh, one thing I'm learning is like, um, I'm so used to just Woody and I, you know, so I'm really enjoying the the moments that we have, just it being just us, um, us having the flexibility to just kind of pick up and go and, tr- you know, travel and to, you um, you know, do staycations or just drive off and do what we want to do because that flexibility is not going to be there forever. Um, and in the past four years, I mean, I look back of where we have been, um, travel wise, we've gone to a lot of places, um, and not to say that you're not able to do that when you have children. Um, but, you know, I won't I right now I don't have the guilt of oh, I'm leaving my kids behind, you know. So, you know, we've been to so many amazing places. We've been to Hawaii. We've been to Cabo. We've been to St. Lucia. We've been to so many Caribbean islands, um, cruises, you name it. Um, we've done it. And so um, I've really relished in that Um ability to to just travel and to pick up and and to go if I need a mental health day just saying hey I need a time out and so that would be my word of encouragement and advice for anyone who's going through this season um if you're not in this season I would say you know I think we've done enough um I don't want to say enough, but we've done podcasts in the past dealing with, you know, watching your words. I think that's a big thing is watch what you say to, to others. Um, we'll get into that a little bit. Um, be there as a support. Um, have a good level of understanding. Have a good level of grace. Um, put yourself in that individual's shoes and think, okay, if I was going through this, how would I feel? How would I interpret this, you know? And just um, look at things from a different perspective. I think, For me personally, going through this season, I have a totally different perspective of women who, um, are trying to conceive women who are, you know, who had the, have, I should say the desire to have children, but they are really past the childbearing age. Um, and I think about those things and and it really, um, puts you in a, in a place of humility and, um, understanding and offering, you know, grace and, um, you know, reaching out when possible. So that would really be, um, my words of advice for anyone who's not going through this season. <clears throat> so, um, there is someone going to the point of, uh, what to say and what not to say. There is someone that I know that has gone, just gone through a significant loss, um and shared this post to discuss kind of what to say and what not to say. Um, and for some context in the post that was um, presented, it was women kind of sh- um, holding like signs and um, these women experience pregnancy loss or infant loss. And um, I wanna go over some of the things that were s- was stated um, that can be interpreted as very hurtful for someone who's going through this season. So the first one is she or he is in a better place. And I know for me personally, I have said this in the past. Um and for a woman who's going through um pregnancy or infant loss, when you say she or he is in a better place, what it makes it seem is that the in a in a mother's mind, the best place is for their child is with them, and so saying, it's a child is in a better place. It makes um is kind of conflicting, you know. So um that was one of the the, the signs the women were were holding. Um, at least you didn't have to get to know her and then lose him or her. Um, and this is most likely said to women who have experienced a loss you know, early on in their pregnancy. Uh, and that can be a little bit insensitive. At least you weren't that pregnant. I received that um, statement before. At least you weren't that pregnant because my loss was um, still in the first trimester, for still in the first couple of weeks. Um, at least you weren't that pregnant It was a statement that was said. And that can be very hurtful. Um, another statement, you're still young. You can try again. Uh, you aren't going to cry on me, are you? It's okay if someone decides to cry, you know. At least they have the ability to show emotion in front of you. Um, you can try again. It's not that big of a deal. At least you weren't too far along. At least you were able to get pregnant. Um, I'm sorry you can't have children. Don't say that. You know, you don't want to speak that over someone's life. I'm sorry you can't have children. Don't, don't, uh, don't say that one. Um, there had to be something wrong with your baby. Um, so those were the posts that were shared of things not to say. And, um, I think we can all fall into the trap of, of saying one of those statements and those, um, uh, you know, starting the conversation and leading with that. But, um, you know, just be mindful um, of your words and the impact that it can have. Um, also, in that post, um, it provided some things that you can say to someone dealing with pregnancy or infant loss. And the first one is for someone who has experienced a stillbirth, um, mm-hmm. stating that he is handsome or she is beautiful, as as in regards to the the child. Um, all she will ever know is the love and warmth of your, of being in your belly. That's something that's comforting. Um, your baby will always be with you. Uh, you are not alone. It is not your fault. Again, I think that's a, a point that, um, those experiencing infant and pregnancy loss, they look back and say, okay, what can I have done differently? Um, So it's very comforting to hear it is not your fault. It was not your fault. Um, Another statement that can be said, I've been there and you're going to make it. Um, Another statement is, I'm sorry, I know how much you wanted this. I am here for you. Or it's just simply saying, I am here for you. And being part of the village that will um, assist them in getting through. So the goal this month is to shed light on pregnancy loss and infant loss. Uh, There will be episodes of individuals sharing their stories and testimonies. And so um, as I stated earlier, I know that this topic may be a trigger for some. So I want to be forthcoming and letting you know what to expect in the coming weeks. Um, And so for me, the main thing to drive home is these stories are really about Tragedy to triumph, and my hope is that by hearing the stories of other individuals, you will be encouraged, encouraged to continue to grow, on, um, to go on. Um, if you have a um, individual in your life who's in this season of infertility, uh, in this season of experiencing an infant and or um pregnancy loss, you know, share this. Um, podcast and share these episodes with them um, so that they can be encouraged and know, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and I look forward to for you tuning in next week. Ciao. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at IamDanielleJoseph or on Facebook, Master Mentor and Minister. Or you can visit my website, which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.